Welcome to Pricing After Dark, the podcast in which an economist answers pricing questions from business owners, product managers, and freelancers just like you. Today's question is as follows. I'm a manager at a small company. My firm's competition has been getting fiercer every year, so we've been forced to start cutting corners on quality just to compete. How do we know when we've reached a price that's low enough so that we can stop trying to cut further? This is a really great question. For all intents and purposes, the point at which those competing on price get to a level that is low enough is when the final price reaches zero. There's almost always someone who is willing to cut more corners, who can achieve greater economies of scale, and is willing to subsidize production in the short term. Even if you don't have such a player in your market now, it's only a matter of time until such a competitor appears. I'm willing to bet that your firm's executives might not be willing to reduce their pricing to zero. So let's take a step back and consider your situation. You didn't mention what your market is, but I have a hard time believing that every single one of your industry's customers isn't willing to pay a little bit more than the absolute minimum for whatever it is you produce. Yes, every market has cheapskates, but most markets have a sizable number of customers who are willing to spend more money in exchange for more desirable offerings. Whether we're talking about salt, watches, or even video games, and I've discussed each of these in previous articles, a subset of customers can be counted upon to open up their wallets and make it rain for upscale providers. I actually diagrammed this fact in a recent article that I entitled, I Cannot Bear What the Market Will Bear. Many producers have been conditioned to see the world as a red ocean environment in which competition is vicious and increases in intensity each and every year. They've been trained to believe that markets become more efficient over time and margins should be expected to trend towards zero. As Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos famously remarked, your margin is my opportunity. I think vendors have become far too fixated on competing on price. Companies like Unilever have demonstrated that, yes, firms can make money by taking strong brands and continuously cutting corners and lowering the level of value that they deliver, but is that really the type of business that would deliver even the smallest semblance of pride to its owners, to its employees, or to its customers? More importantly, is that really the type of business that earns customer loyalty or can compete against an upstart who is willing to part with his offerings for even less? By devaluing their products and releasing lesser versions of their previous offerings, firms destroy their potential for pricing power and their ability to capture the interest of the customers who are willing to pay them most. Even when corner cutting is eliminated, a sustained marketing focus upon low pricing sends a clear and powerful message to potential buyers. Neither quality nor utility is particularly important. In other words, a low price is a public admission that the product being sold is a mere commodity. No better, and likely worse, than those sold by any other vendor. In the case of a pure commodity, one would have every right to expect consumers to put price first and foremost in their purchase-making process. Fortunately, there are relatively few pure commodities in this world. Some people think the best way to win a price war is to stand firm and refuse to play. I think it's even better to move in the opposite direction. Consider raising prices and modifying your products so that they are, in some way, superior 
and more desirable than those that are offered by others or by you in the past. Such moves may appear risky in the short term, and for good reason. They are. Nevertheless, a race to the bottom transcends risk entirely. It is almost certainly a trip to financial ruin. Rolex's executives don't go into conniptions when they see coupons for Casio watches. Ferrari's management team doesn't fret when Kia announces big rebate programs. Broadway producers probably don't even notice when movie theaters offer matinee prices for their blockbuster films. Doubling down on a premium status will eliminate large swaths of one's competition overnight. The vast majority of your current competitors won't be able to follow your lead because they're far too weak to resist the allure of another round of price cuts and product devaluations. It's like the law of the hammer. When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. In the world of business, if all your competitors know how to do is cut prices and reduce quality, well, it isn't hard to predict what they're going to do. Of course, moving upscale isn't a panacea, but low-pricing tactics should be left to those best equipped to offer them, mass-market vendors and high school students looking to earn gas money for their time. Most small and mid-sized companies would be better served by putting their money in a savings account than selling commodities at rock-bottom prices. Interestingly enough, despite all his blustered the contrary, Jeff Bezos might actually agree with me. A while ago, Amazon announced a pricing increase for Amazon Prime. This, despite the fact that Walmart now offers two-day shipping for free. Maybe Mr. Bezos really meant to say that your lack of margin is my opportunity. When competitors are fighting on the floor for scraps, they often forget to look for the better cuts of steak on the table. Thanks for listening to Pricing After Dark. If you'd like to learn more about pricing, monetization, and how your business can improve its profits, head over to my website at taprun.com. You can subscribe to my free email course, read through my writings, and even contact me for a consult.